I've heard, I've seen babies crawl. I've never said, wow, that crawling is loud. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Dads Being Dads, the podcast where you get to hear sage advice from the coaches of two of the most dominant soccer teams in eastern Massachusetts. From Acton... The Raspberry Pied Piper himself, Jason Dad Perfect Fitzgerald. And in nearby Maynard, where it's the greatest day of his life, Randy Safety Dad James. Yeah, you need to remake yourself again. I haven't heard a greatest day of my life in a long time, and I haven't heard much Safety Dad stuff from you lately. No climbing on sheds, chasing kids, throwing rocks. I gotta turn. No, eh, Safety Dad's always turned on. Are we actually playing that? We're putting that in the beginning. That's it, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, nice. Michael Thank Richters, for. Uh, Michael. Still don't know if I have the name pronouncing. Is it Richters or is it? So it's be. Thank you I for the intro, like, guest intro. Rich, as always, Richters. email yeah. us your guest intros. Dads, dads being dads dot com. So long as you don't record them from the parking lot on your from the back of a motorcycle, <laughs> <laughs> iPhone <laughs> on the interstate. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a safety dad tip. Right. I've done a lot of safety dad stuff lately, and it's usually pretty infuriating. Um, well, so we had this last weekend is what what we call the uh, the, the Pan Mass Challenge Kids Ride, which you were suspiciously absent from. What, what was the date of that? It doesn't matter because it's gone now. It was Sunday. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's your answer. Oh, church early morning yeah. church. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the Lord would like you to be there, and you could. I don't know how that works. I mean, can you take a day off to do something that's also good? Uh, yeah, you can. I think so. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I think it's allowed. <laughs> where do you, anyway, where do you send your inquiries for that? The, the pen, I, well, okay. It's fine. No I, I, guilt. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Go on with your story. So we, we have, we have the, the event. My wife was helping to organize it and structure it along with some other ladies. And every year it's the same sort of thing. Uh, there's a track, and it's at the park you're well from, versed with, very familiar with. There's a track around the outside. It's about a mile long, but it's pretty narrow, and it's kind of elevated off the grass a little bit in some places, and it's got a couple of big hills. So with a lot of kids on it, it's it's meant for some pretty highly skilled, you know, kid bike riders, okay? Then there's another area where we send the wee little ones, they ride around this really flat area on their tricycles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's no intermediate zone, okay? So this is problematic every year because parents, I'm blaming all of you for this, they drag their kids' bikes out of the garage or out of the shed. They register them for this thing, which is great. I'm glad they came. They don't have bikes themselves, and they just say, go, get on and go. And the kids are crying and they're scared because there's this big hill and it's there's kids everywhere and they don't know what to do and they haven't ridden their bikes yet this year and the chain's all rusty and they just and they're they're getting mad at them. Just go. Don't be a wuss. Go down the hill. It's just a little hill. Come on, get a move on. <laughs> it's appalling. I mean, so you get some of those. I had a handful of those and, and and safety dad stepped in. Safety angry dad, right? So I kicked a lot of those people off the course, even though I in no official capacity right. was I wearing a volunteer t shirt at all. But the girl who was in tears coming around the first corner, dragging her feet on the ground, wobbling 
you know, on the on the verge of destruction. The bike was ready to flip over and abrade every piece of exposed skin she had. I stopped her. I said, it's okay. I understand that's a really big hill. And her mom came chasing after her, telling her to go, go, go faster. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, settle down. Let's take her up to the uh, baseball area here that's flatter. She'll enjoy it more. It's not scary. And the mom was sort of like ignoring me. She wanted to just keep pushing her past. I said, no. (laughs) She will not go around this track. It is not safe for her or the other kids. Right. You will take her up to the baseball field or she will not ride. Losing patience with people. I I don't really know how to advise you on this. I think... I want to thank the local bike shop that shows up and does yep. do a little uh, review of all the bikes. So, you know, I participated in that three years ago. My kids participated in it. I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. So I'm familiar with the event. And I, yes, you're right. That is where we play soccer. It's the big park in town. So mm-hmm. uh, I know uh, both fields because I had kids on both areas. Um, yeah. And it's just like a sidewalk that they ride their bikes on. And it's a big, I mean, it's a longer sidewalk. It's a mile or something like that. But, but yeah, it's not really wide. Uh, yeah. And you're right. There are some changes of grade. Mm -hmm. I think you might be a little hypersensitive about the, uh, quality and the maintenance of the bicycle. No. Yeah. I'm not. I think you are. When I, okay. I saw two things. Right, and, and the local bike shop they do a good job, but they can't they can't do a full full but, boat maintenance on every bike. That comes but don't there, they check right? them all? Everybody's bike has no, to they go. Don't. Oh, when we did it, every bike that was on the thing had, was looked over by them. Was given the okay. Some like, people no flat skipped, tires. Some people skipped the line. Yeah, they they basically they put air in the tires and they kind of check to see if you fit on it. Yeah, but I watched them. I was talking to them the whole time. They did not check very many other things. Okay. Okay. So I got on. One of the kids' bikes, which she's maybe like uh, 10, maybe 11. No, she's 10. You got on a 10-year-old's bike. I got a ten year on a 10-year-old's bike after the ride. <laughs> okay. Right, because I was talking to the parents. And um, I pulled I pulled the brakes while I was sitting on it, and they came, you know, all the way back to the to the grips. They came all the way back to the grips, and they were still not tight. And I'm... I'm I looked right at him. You know, here's two avid bike riders, the parents, right? Oh. I said, what are you people doing? They're like, what? Well, this thing is in shambles. Like the brakes don't even work, and I'm just dragging it back and forth with the brakes fully locked on, and the wheels are spinning. You yeah. Know? Like how, how could you never have checked? You're just putting her on this, and she's not giving you any feedback because she just thinks that's the way bikes work, right? The kids don't know the difference. They don't know that it can be better, right? They think their life is terrible because their chain is rusted solid. Like, you were talking about your kids riding around on the bike with flat tires, and you're like, we put some air in that, and they said, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, yeah. They don't know. They don't know. Sure, sure, sure. Now, did that bike have coaster brakes also? Uh, No. So the kid's bike had no brakes, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So that's my big pro tip, okay? And we've talked about this number of yeah. times. Pretty much any piece of equipment you are going to uh, risk your child's safety with, Skateboard, scooter, bicycle. What else? Hockey skates. Uh, what can you think of? Um, uh, playground equipment. <clears throat> playground equipment, yeah. That's the one that gets me all the time. I do check yeah. playground equipment often. Yeah. Uh, Those bolts loosen up. Right, well, does, yeah. Does, yeah. doesn't hurt to bring a hex wrench with you sometimes. They have the little safety pins. Well, I just ran in your backyard, but, uh, but, but that yeah, as well. Uh, around, yeah. Also around town. Okay. Yeah. 
Check your own swing set. You have people um, laugh. Rickety swing set. You get on the bike. I mean, just sit on it and push it around a little. You'll hey, oh, the wheel's loose. Oh, hey, the bars spin around. Yeah. The brakes don't work. The pedals are falling off. Like any number of things. It's not hard to fix. You don't even have to take it to a bike shop most of the time. Get a wrench, throw it on there, pump up the tires, whatever. But how can you give it to them without even without the least minimal bit of inspection? Do the minimum is my pro tip. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Good. <laughs> do the minimum. There's there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah, we and we do we do, do talk about that in the spring. Now we're to like beyond the spring. We're towards the end of in most places. Uh, we're still getting rain and it's it didn't break fifty degrees here today. So we have a, a visitor. I apologize. Oh, no, What's going on, buddy? Good. Which side of your face hurts? This part. Why would you do to your face? Not so much here, oh, here. It just hurts. But it just right hurts. in here. Right in this area. <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah, you got a little bit of a... Maybe a bug bite on there. Right, right there. Yeah. Hey, Max, does your face hurt? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> he, can't, he can't hear you, so we're I know. carrying this on with him. That's me. why. Um, I will be in a little bit. Okay, to check on you, can you go lay down on the other side of your face? That's what I've been doing, but I still can't sleep. Okay, maybe get an ice pack for it. How about that? Okay. Let me see. Go get an ice pack and put it on there. It looks like a teeny tiny little bug bite. I'll check on you. All right, I apologize. Yeah. Kids, you know. Worst. <laughs> um, I did have another... Oh, so, okay. See, see what I did? I did the minimum. Here's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's getting his own ice pack for his face. Yeah, there you go. Here's my other comment, my comment about sort of the pan mass. So we're raising money for our trip to Haiti this summer. So Indeed, yeah. I don't feel – I don't actually feel right doing like multiple fundraisers. I don't like doing one fundraiser yeah. and then two fundraisers. It's like – Well, the kids ride we don't raise any money for. We just register them pretty And then much. just pay the whatever yeah. – Money yeah. it is, hundy or whatever it is. To... Yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not. That's fair, I guess. But then it comes out of the pool. So, like, that's the other thing is like mm-hmm. I, it comes out of the pool for the the real the real riders. The adult riders are uh, like you have to raise a lot of money for it. Uh huh. So if I'm supporting the kids on this little fun run thing, fun ride thing, does it ah, take away a, from? There's a trick to this though. It's all part of the same bucket. They will let us transfer the kids' money into our own account. Oh, really? See, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done it before. <laughs> well, because when we wanted when we wanted to meet like the some of the what do you call it the thresholds yeah. for heavy hitter status and this sort of thing, I, I took money out of the actually I put money in the kids' account. That's what I did. I put money in there so that they could win backpacks or something. Yeah, you're a big status guy. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so that's that's sort of two reasons why. I don't uh, support the <laughs> three reasons. Those it's are my fun. top three reasons. It is a fun event, though. We do. Um, I know, and the kids want to know, do they, it every do, year. They play. They play. Uh, they play in the grass for a while. We had this year. We had something. This was another sort of dad thing that happened, and I kind of feel like sometimes I need to interview the people around me to ask them if they think I'm being uh, too bullish, right, or something. So here, here's the situation. They bring in one of these sort of character old men guy with, with with all kinds of toys, and he's got a lot of these like air cannons. Oh, Terry the Inventor Mentor. Is it him? Yeah, we came to Scouts a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. He's so crazy. he has this guy's he, crazy. It's he has a insane. number of yeah. rocket launchers yeah. and uh, marshmallow and a, guns and, yeah. and a marshmallow can. Yeah. yeah. So 
he set the kids loose on the marshmallow cannon and, and they were dealing with it. He wasn't even supervising them or anything. And I see one of the kids that I sort of am acquainted with, he's trying to pump the pump up. But he, he weighs maybe 35 pounds soaking wet, you know. He's uh, a skinny kid. Yeah. So he's, he's laying over this pump and he's getting maybe 30 pounds of pressure in it. This is nuts. So I went over there and, I, you know, I, not only that, but they're all putting their eye on the end of the tube trying to look to see how many marshmallows are in it. And it's <laughs> this safety dad is kicking in. So I went over and I said, uh, you know, do you want me to give you a hand with the pump? I could take care of the pump. You can, you know, do the valve or whatever. He's like, sure. So I started taking over the pump, doing the pumping work, getting up to like 120, you know, so we could really launch some marshmallows. And uh, then, of course, it turned into kind of organizing the kids and making them line up and having them load the marshmallows in a structured way and getting them to not look down the tube. And the kid who was originally doing the pumping was starting to get annoyed with me because I had taken over his job. Right. Yeah. So at one point he actually got mad at me and he, cause I, I, I told him cause he had this like wand that he stole from the inventor mentor and he's waving it around everywhere, like almost whacking kids in the face with it. And he's waving it over the tube. And I said to Williger, listen, you got to stop waving that thing everywhere. You're going to hit someone. And he says, why are you even here? Who put you in charge? I'm in charge of this station. <laughs> this is my marshmallow launcher. It was quite entertaining. Well, actually, when he said, who put you in charge? I, I said, I, I did. I'm the adult. I put myself in charge. That was my answer to him. Oh, there you go. To which the inventor guy laughed because he appreciated that I was there doing the pumping. So he didn't have to do it and he could do another station. So I was happy to help him because there's no way you can really run the marshmallow cannon and constantly right. pump all day long and do the other things. So uh, I think he was cool with it. You know, I wanted to make sure I wasn't sort of encroaching on his territory either. But the, the kid wasn't too happy. with The other kids were fine because I kept giving them turns loading the cannon and then hitting right, the right, valve right. to launch the marshmallow. Right. And we were aiming it at the other adults and trying to hit the tents and things like that. So nice, nice. That was fun. But uh, we should build a marshmallow launcher. I think it's the moral of the story. But I don't know. He made me feel like I was being a bit overbearing. Who did? The kid? The kid. <laughs> you think just right in the trash with his attitude? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had, I had a camp out on uh, Friday night with some Cub Scouts. So yeah, let me tell you about the kids and their attitudes. Like, <laughs> I throw right in the trash. It's a kid. <laughs> I, we had, I did have a moment of just pure elation. We were all, the campfire was going. <clears throat> I sat down for a second because there was like this setup time and before we had this like meeting and I sit down and then like around me, my son's in fourth grade. So his den are, are all the fourth graders. Right? And they're the oldest kids there at this point. Now they, uh, cause the, the fifth graders, they moved on to Boy Scouts about a month ago. So we're sitting there and one of the kids who has notoriously been a bit of a behavioral problem. Mm -hmm. He kind of leans back in his chair. He puts his hands on his head and he's like, this is relaxing to just sit here by the fire. And I was like, dude, we have come so far. I was this. You finally get it. You are absolutely right. Meanwhile, there's a kid rolling around in the point of zombie over here. These two kids are looking for sticks because of the werewolf. These other kids are fighting zombies, which are each other with these giant sticks. That's not mm -hmm. put the sticks down. Sticks down. These aren't sticks. These are logs. These are zombie killers. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh gosh. And the, here the fourth graders are finally. Oh yeah, nobody's playing in the fire. It was just like, what do you just do with the toxic? Okay, we can come back to that. You keep going. Uh, yeah, it was just, no, I was just like, all right, we made it. We finally, and I'm like, 
other dads, come look at, come listen to this kid. He's figured it out finally, just sitting by the fire, relaxing. And I was so, you know, an idea how thrilled I was to hear it. Yeah. I don't know if that will ever end. And I don't know what to do with the, uh, you know, the sassy talkback stuff. Because we had soccer practice last night and it was a delight. Yeah. Because my problem child was not there mm. until about a half hour in when he comes wandering out of the woods on his own <laughs> and just immediately starts disrupting the whole practice, right? Yeah. And if I tell him, listen, you know, he, every time I start talking, he talks over me. Every time we do a drill, he messes up the drill, breaks, you know, he messes it up for other kids. Listen, I don't want to hear another word out of your mouth for the rest of the practice. So what's he do? Starts flailing his arms and legs around everywhere, running into the other kids. When I ask him what he's doing, he says, oh, I'm not I'm not saying any words. That's what you said, right? So, Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, if I would have had him do a lap, at least, or have a timeout. Like, go uh, yeah, I kicked him off the field for a while. Yeah. After, but I gave him a lot of tries, you know? I, nah, I, yeah, yeah, I think part of it is you got to, especially when you're cold, you have like an hour. Yeah. You know, an hour and 15, well, maybe an hour and a half. I don't know how long your thing is. But you have a very fixed amount of time for the I amount know. of material you want to cover. And you, here's the thing. And this is why I'm I'm not – I have a very short – a very small amount of sympathy for these kids. Because you have been charged with handling 12 kids. Right. All those kids' parents have the same investment. That kid has – they all have the same amount of investment. Right. Right. Money – Finance, the same thing, I guess. Money, time, like your parents leaving, leaving work early to run home, get their kid right. from wherever and get their kid over to the soccer field. Right. You know, for one kid to, to take advantage of you, that sucks for the other 12, 12 kids or 11 kids or whatever it, it is. My, my point's pretty clear here, right? So there's I've no told, reason I've why should he? This. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've said this to him and the rest of the team. I say, guys, listen, you're all here to practice. I want you to practice. I want to help you get be better soccer players. To do that, we have to focus. Every time you distract every one of your other teammates, we're just we might as well be playing on the playground. Right. If right. that's what you want to do, then carry on. I will go home. I don't need to be here for that. Right? Yeah. Do you want me to leave or do you want me to coach soccer? I coach soccer coach. So of course they all want me to stay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Two yeah. seconds later they all yeah. freak out again. So Yeah. They know, but they're nine year olds. Yeah, right? and we can keep making that excuse. They're nine-year-olds. They're ten-year-olds. They're eleven-year-olds. When does it end? No. So, at what point is it okay for me to really start cracking the whip? Well, I tell you this: uh, when when uh, we were in the parade two weeks ago, there was one kid that was at the front, and there were there's like ten kids on the banner, right? And they're holding the banner up for the Acton Pack One Cub yeah. Scouts, and one kid kept pushing the ban- the banner forward. So the other kids are trying to walk, and they're all walking, and I I went up there. Put the hand on the shoulder, and I was like, Twilliger, stop this right now, and I don't want to see it again. And you know what he did? He got off. He went back to his dad. I, I was like, what happened? Because I looked around. There was one other kid. I was like, you know, you got to keep up or whatever, and I turned around. And then <clears throat> the camp out, same same kids there, goofing around. I look over, and, and his dad's like, Twilliger, will you just stop with this? Like, I, we have to have good behavior. We can't be. Do- the dad is whining at the kid. And, and <laughs> next night, we had another event where uh, I was with some other d- dads, but it was a school thing. So there was a couple of them that are like, holy smokes, did you, you guys see the same thing with, you know, Jimmy and his, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, long time since day one. And now his brother's there. 
So yeah, I know Johnny's giving him the same behavior, and the dad has zero control. Mm-hmm. So I think the kid has never at any time had the dad come over and been like, "You're gonna stop this right now," you know, put right. the put his foot down. So I think, you know, I'm not one of these guys well, the- that went around like general, but oh, I haven't taken any notes for the show. That's funny. That's fine. So I, you know, I mean, this is a topic we 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 cover over and over and over again, right? <laughs> And the ages are very important here because, again, you get you get four-year-olds or whatever playing soccer. They're going to run and be goofy and fall down and cry and need snacks. Good. That's fine. You know, make it fun. Right. Five-year-olds, they start to change. You can start to give them a little more direction. Six-year-olds, you can start that. You know, it keeps adding up. These kids are nine and ten now. Yeah. And I'm certain they're going into fourth grade. And I'm really starting to feel like now is the time where I can just send them home. Where I can say, go sit on the bench until your parents arrive. And then I'm going to talk to your parents when they do arrive. Like, yeah. going into next year for sure, when they get into U12, my patience will be at zero. Yeah. We will have fun as a team as long as people are participating and focusing on what we are doing. But if I'm, I don't even know if I want to coach U12 for that reason. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. I won't do it because there's too much distraction. Like the, you said, the other it's thing got to be there for the other kids. I've got to get this done for all the kids evenly. And if one kid's disrupting it, it is not worth my time and effort. They can be gone. Well, and to flip this, if you were to get that one kid under control, my bet is you'd have five or six other kids that were crazy out of control yeah. because cause they're just not. They're not being challenged or they're not being coached or whatever else. They're dead and they'd right. be bored and then they would be – so you'd, you'd be in a worse situation. So – that's my 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 uh, expert advice on this. I don't know what teachers do. Well, teachers have principal offices, principal offices, and they are uh, you know they have a daily relationship with them for six hours a day or whatever. So they also have they, have, they you know they have authority and they, and they've you know it's it's the kids are required. Well, what point? What point do the kids get like expelled from school? Like the teachers don't have that authority. No, be like no. you keep disrupting my class. Don't come to school ever again. Like they. <laughs> I mean, that would be a delight. You know, I would love that. <laughs> if I were a teacher, I'd just be like, you, you're cut, you're cut, you're cut. Oh, this is the class I want, you know? <laughs> but they don't have that, not in a public school anyway. <sighs> and that, that sounds awful because we should totally try to nurture the kids that need the help and need that attention. But okay, uh, parents, that's your job. Yeah. Maybe you're yelling at me over the car radio or whatever and saying, we do. My kid has special needs and needs everyone to help. Okay, there's a little bit of that. Get the kid. But I'm fidget, a volunteer soccer coach. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a fidget spinner. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, my daughter had a birthday party this weekend. It was a little late. I know her birthday was like a month ago, but now she has her birthday party, and uh, now my house is like four fidget spinners in it. Like the kids are running around with all these different fidget spinners. Is it just four? Well. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Well, there's four that I know of. And then my wife went to the mall today for something else. And she said, there's a whole store just for fidget spinners. It's a little out of control. We did. uh, I was, I I went over this with my son last night. I said, well, what do you, you know, what do you think happens when you're done with your fidget spinner? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, where are you going to put it? He's like, I don't know. Throw it away. Like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) Throw it away. Where are you going to throw it away to? In the trash? Where does the trash go? So I guess it gets goes in the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> how many fidget spinners do you think there are in the world they're gonna end up in the ground when all these kids are done with this whole craze you know? yeah and so we we sat there at bedtime and went through the math 
He's like, I don't know, a million? (laughs) (laughs) So maybe, right? Maybe 10 million, maybe 100 million. At this point, there's gobs of the things. We may have been wrong, but we, we walked through an estimate, kind of measured it and estimated the dimensions, which was kind of fun. Figured out how many fidget spinners would fit in his laundry basket. And then we tried to figure out how many laundry baskets would fit in his bedroom. Nice. Yeah. And we kind of figured out that about a half a million fidget spinners would fit in his bedroom, which seems kind of nuts. feels like that's too many. But I think we did it right. So <laughs> I love those games where you try and yeah. calculate. Yeah. Estimating things is, is a great exercise. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's not that much space after all. Go ahead and bury, just bury them in the ground. It's only the size of one little kid's bedroom. Well, there's just no other use to for them, right? They're not like... No. Just... no. We have so much stuff that is like that. It's insane. Yeah. I hate trinket toys so much. Yeah. Hmm. My daughter lost a tooth tonight. Oh, yeah? We... Yeah, we didn't get a chance to pull it out with the RC car, or the drone, or anything. She, uh, they were outside playing in the rain after dinner, which is nice. And uh, it fell out in the road. Right. But the road. she found it. Yeah, right in the road. She found it, picked it up, brought it in, put it in the thing. How much? Ble- bleeding everywhere. How many bucks? How many doll hairs? Oh you put in there? no, we get them. I mean, the tooth fairy brings them fidget spinners. Uh, Sacagawea dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, you have a whole stack somewhere. Yeah. Oh wow. No, the the tooth fairy. Brings a special deal with. Oh right, the tooth fairy. I forgot. Yeah, of course, of course, of yeah. course, of course. Cool. Well, congratulations on the, the lost tooth. Thank you. Thank you. You, not you, your daughter. No. We got a fun mail a couple weeks ago, which we could get to, which is uh, yeah, fun. And this, well, we'll see. I'm going to read it. Yeah. <clears throat> It's from Rufus, who's written in once before. Uh, I got another question for you guys. Here's the deal. I live upstairs on the second floor of an old apartment, a new family, college age kids, and one mom it's weird. Uh, moved in below <laughs> us. The floors are hardwood, and I have a one-year-old that needs to crawl and soon walk. But the mom downstairs is constantly yelling at us because his crawling is too noisy. We have carpet in some areas, but it's mostly wood flooring. What obligation do I have to the neighbor downstairs? We keep him off the floor from 7 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. We still have one year in our lease. Thanks. Should I let you handle this or should I go I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I'm irritated by noises a lot. But if you choose to live in an apartment downstairs, that's like... Yeah, okay. They didn't really choose. It's not their fault. Then it's kind of, then it's on the landlord, and the landlord's not going to do a thing. What's he going to do? Rip the ceiling out, insulate it with soundproofing kind of thing? Just live with it. Like you're in a dense area. The question is what obligation do I have to the neighbor downstairs? Yeah, none. My answer would be none. Zero. None. That's my answer. <laughs> none. We keep them off the floor from 7 to 6 30 a.m. Doing what? You carry them around? What? And I mean, I would enjoy carrying them around, but seven's kind of early. I mean, would you say college age kids and a mom? That's like midnight to four at best. You're fine. Uh, I've heard, I've seen babies crawl. I've never said, wow, that crawling is loud. Well, on a, I get it. Like when you're downstairs from some from a hardwood floor, it can sound thumpy no matter what from it is. Crawling? Dum, 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 dum. Well, maybe they're all like librarians. I think the walking is going to be a lot louder than the crawling. Yeah. The, maybe the answer is you should, your whole family should start wearing clogs. Yeah. Condition them? Yeah. yeah. Desensitize. Them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Desensitize. Oh, well, that's not the baby you're hearing. Yeah. 
I just love me some clogs. Yeah. <laughs> Which just came in. Get them some clogs also. Right. Yeah. Dutch ones, wooden clogs, wooden right, shoes. Right, for right. Everyone. Wooden shoes, yeah. Yeah, to me, this baby business crawling, you're going to like for a year carry the kid around? This is insane. Oh, and then once he starts walking, he's going to start running everywhere and kids are terrible at running and they stomp their feet. So, yeah. This is their problem, man. Yeah, they got I mean, college-age kids and one mom. Like, those punks got to be loud at all hours of the day, I bet. What do you do, though? I mean, I've never lived – I've always lived above people. I've never lived below people. I've been in apartments where there were people above, and it, it, it annoyed me a little. I'm like, hey, we can hear them walking around. That's funny. That would drive me nuts. You know, if I was, like, trying to sleep at night and there was someone who just got up and – yeah you hear them like peeing because I, I don't have that that sensitivity to noise that you do i do i do we have um did i tell you this last week so there's something in our roof it's directly over my head where i sleep at night so our bedroom is kind of on the second and a half floor so there's no attic in our house but our bedroom's in the third floor but the third floor is kind of under the roof uh so above my head is the roof and at night, I started hearing these scratching noises straight over my face. Mm-hmm. And it woke it woke me up. It was loud. I was like, what is that? I pound on the ceiling. My wife asked me why I'm pounding on the ceiling. And it wouldn't stop. And I thought it was, first I thought it was like ants. Because there's ants everywhere in our house right now. And they were like eating the insulation or something. So then, uh, like, that's too loud for ants. It can't be ants. It's crazy. So then I'm getting mad because they're eating our insulation. They're destroying everything. Right. So I thought it was mice, but mice, they would have moved around. Like it's not move. The sound's not moving. It's always in the same place. Okay. So then I thought it might've been bees or hornets making a nest because the chimney is right there. So I thought they kind of snuck in a crack near the chimney and they were making a nest in our ceiling. So finally it kept me up all night. One night last week, I couldn't sleep. And I, well, I went down and slept in my daughter's bed eventually. And the next day, I said, kids, my wife went out. She was doing something. I said, kids, you going to come help me? We got to cut a hole in the ceiling of our bedroom. <laughs> so so there's now a big hole in the ceiling of our bedroom. We enjoy wrecking things just so we can rebuild them. And uh, I didn't find any bees. I didn't find any ants. I didn't find any mice. The kids were ready. They had cardboard boxes and oven mitts on and stuff. <laughs> Because uh, I didn't want like a rabid bat flying out and biting my eyeballs or something, yeah. right? So, so I had them ready with some uh, some defense, some some defensive equipment. And I pulled I pulled the sheet off. You know, I cut this big like I don't know three by three square of drywall out. Nothing, just insulation. So, I think my conclusion is it's bats, and they are under the. The Bats. flashing, which is the little layered waterproofing thing, yeah. on the roof next to the chimney. So they're sort of outside the house, but they're only moving around at night. I think it's bats. Hmm. Because I heard them scratching again last night. I almost burnt the house down. So we tried. You're not allowed to kill bats. Right. Because they're not in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that was the first thing I thought of, but how do you get them to go away? You can't spray them with pesticides or anything like that. You can't hurt them in any way. So what I did after we cut a hole in the ceiling. You did? I already told you this like three times. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Wait. 
Were you not listening at all? Uh, no, yeah, no, I was listening, but <laughs> I, I guess I don't know why I didn't click that you'd actually cut a hole in the ceiling. Okay. Yeah. Go. Three by three square. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, Talk okay. with the kids. Uh, yeah, with yeah, their, with the mitts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go, 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 go. Sorry. Big hole in the ceiling. Right. So we don't, there's no bats in there. I pulled some of the insulation. It's all foam. So it's all the sticky foam. Uh, so they're not in the ceiling. They're outside. Somehow. I don't know why. Strange. What? But so to deter them, I jammed one of our Bluetooth speakers up in the ceiling there <laughs> and just cranked the music all day one day. Uh-huh. Had it just blasting in there. And that seemed to have helped for a night or two. And then they came back. Uh, well, the whole point of this was the whole noise sensitivity thing. So it drives me bonkers. I can't. Anything, anything out of the ordinary, like any out of the ordinary sound in the middle of it will wake me up instantly. So, yeah. If I were living below somebody, hmm. uh, it would, it would, although I don't know. If I heard a little baby crawling around, I might be like, oh, it's adorable. Baby crawling around. I'm just, I'm just getting a kick out of a, now I'm trying to figure out what's in your attic. I, I just, I don't, I, I have no idea. Mice. We haven't, we haven't seen, if it were mice, they'd move around more. It's always in the same spot. Yeah. They don't move. Well, so I think it's bats coming and going from one little area. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we're, if we're mice, they would get into the ceiling and they'd be crawling around <clears> in the little, little open but space. But the thing there. is here now, if it is, now you have a, now you've made an entranceway into your yeah. living space. It's directly over my face. Yeah. <laughs> so if the bats actually get all the way in, uh-huh. they're, they're going to, they're going to crap right into my eyeballs. Basically. Which that stuff's poison, by the way. Yeah, I know. Okay. Hey, you know what? Interesting thing I learned this week. Yeah. The difference between poisonous and venomous. Right. There's a there's a picture for this. Yeah, you saw the same thing probably I did. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Poisonous is you Okay, wait, no, no, it's better. Venomous is like when the snake bites you. Yeah. And poisonous is when you bite the snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's right. right, but like if you were to <laughs> touch the snake or lick the snake or right. uh or any um other Animal, frog. Uh, I mean, did you not know? <laughs> I, I didn't realize there was a... Well, no, I didn't know that that venomous meant that it had to bite you and inject the ven- oh, venom. Yeah. But I guess yeah. bees are venomous too, right? Because they inject uh-huh. it into you. So they're not actually biting you. I got a dream about something venomous the other night. No, I don't remember what it was. Mm. Huh. Strange. It'll come back to me. Yeah. Okay, well, there's that. Uh, so yeah, there's bats in our... Belfry, you know what, you know what else I, I um I learned no. this week I had to create a survey for I had to create a survey this is also scouts uh, I had to create a survey I feel like I'm being a little critical of the, the scouting people that I do scouts with tonight but um I had to create a survey because I need to know how many people want to do this event coming up right or how many people mm-hmm. can attend the event and I said if you're going to come, I need you to fill this, this web. I created Google doc, right? And if you're going to come, I need you to fill this Google form out to tell me scout's name and how many siblings want to attend. Cause this is most things aren't, uh, just like, hmm. well, it's, it's, it's a rain gutter regatta, which is basically a pine wood derby on water. So we need to know how many kits to order. So I was like, I need to know how many siblings we're going to have do, do this. So I need you to fill out this web form and I'm fi- figuring out, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to put an RSVP on here for, not able to come like so for all the people that go to the don't read the email but click the link right. and sure enough i have 12 responses 
four of them are can't make it. <laughs> well, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Because they didn't have to fill the form out. I'm like, fill this form out if you can come it, to tell me how, who your scout is and how many people. No, that's too ambiguous. You want people to tell you that they won't be coming. No. The default yeah. is that people wouldn't be coming. No, that's the lack of response. Yes. No. That's a lack of response. No, I don't want everybody to respond. I said only respond. But what if they just haven't responded and they are coming? Well, then they won't. They won't be coming. This is not a one and a zero thing. Okay, we it need quantum computers for this. We've talked about it. Okay, <laughs> what? You need more than two states. There's they're coming. They're not coming, and they haven't yet responded. No, not no, not responding. It's I'm. If you're coming to this, then you need to fill out this form to tell me who and how many kids. So here's what happens. You say, if you haven't responded by June 10th, then you are not coming. And then on June 11th, you send an email to everyone saying, here's the people that are not coming because they didn't respond. And you'll immediately get six responses saying, I'm so sorry. I'm just really late. I didn't see your first email. We really want to come. Uh, hmm. All right. Yeah, well, that's going to happen. You know and they're not going to come. Is, I get it. But you got you know, you to pick up the slack. I did pick so up the slack. I was just even, rem- e- even more. No. You know, double remind them. No. Well, send the email I mean, to the. This isn't. It wasn't responded. one communication. I told you we were at a thing, and I said I'm going to send a thing okay. tomorrow, so you will be able to respond to that. And we have another RSVP mechanism, and um, yeah. So I mean, every week we have a soccer game. Not to beat the soccer to death. <clears throat> there are three states. I'm attending. I'm not attending, and I have not yet picked one of those two choices. And I will contact all of those people directly. And ask them, are you attending or not attending? And if they answer me, then I mark it for them. Yeah, that's going to be my problem next year. I don't have to worry about that this year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had seven out of ten show up on Saturday and I expected nine. Hmm. So that was interesting. <sighs> so Thumb. I do actually, I do have another soccer thing. Oh, okay. Well, I have another soccer thing also. Despite my stress with the one problem child, I enjoy all the other kids and the games and the events and the practice and the season over this Saturday of our last game. And I managed to take a team picture. We didn't have any official photographers or anything, so I did the team picture myself, of course. (laughs) I should have had a parent do it. Did the tripod, put the timer on, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. I got like 50 pictures because I just set it to fire off pictures. And of course, one of the kids... Is covering his face like the, in every single picture, which what am I going to do? Nothing. Okay, it's fine. Okay, can't fix that. But that, now I'm wondering what I'm thinking about what to do. I was just going to email the picture to the parents, be like, boom, there you go. There's our team picture. Also, like these random ladies wandered through the background in the middle of the pictures. I'm like, what is going on? Come on. So I got to I got to plan this out better next season when we do a team picture. Yeah. Because it's like it's like you've said before. Every parent is eager to drag their kids away to the afternoon of video game playing. I have no idea what like they have nowhere to be. Yet they're all eager to leave. Uh, so we get this picture done. And now I think what I want to do, I want to get something for the kids. So I think I'm just gonna print. I'm gonna print a bunch of like uh, you know eight by ten, maybe five by seven team pictures or something. Mm-hmm. I was looking for frames. I don't think I'm going to do frames because all of the soccer frames I can find have both a team picture and an individual picture. You know what I'm saying? Like they have a, a frame for the team and a frame for the individual kid. But I didn't do like individual pictures. So I don't have that. I don't have one to put in there. So I think I'm just going to get him a picture 
and maybe like a little baggie full of chocolate soccer balls. <laughs> and then they can keep uh, they can keep their laminated name tag that we use for substitutions. That'll be my like oh, my that's like nice. Huh. That'll be my medal for the kids. That's their reward for playing. I don't want to give them medal. I don't really like the medals. Like here you go, gold medal. Like what'd you do? Is you played side? It's kind of go dopey. Plus it just sits on a shelf and years go by and you have no idea what that medal was for. It's just some cheap thing. But a picture of the team with the kids they played with might be kind of fun. And. So actually, now that I'm I'm uh, uh, spitballing this with you reading something on the internet while I'm talking, <laughs> yeah, I got an idea for you. I was looking. It I up. think I think I'm going to overlay. You know, I'll put the uh, the team name and stuff on the picture, print it right on there, so so they won't forget. Go ahead. What do you What do you? I think you should take that picture and put it on. You know, those. Have you ever seen those pictures? Where like, can you fix my photo? Oh yeah. And. <laughs> This kid's covering his face. Can you fix it, please? Well, I, put that I have another picture where he's not covering his face, but it was one of the prep photos. So I might just, you know, <laughs> Photoshop it around and, and fix it. I, I could do that. It wouldn't be that much of a problem. Yeah. yeah. Can you put this guy? <laughs> These pictures are hilarious. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> and have them really nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I may I may <laughs> do that. I may fix it. But, or I, I may not waste my time. But to throw a title on it, throw the team name. Should I be presumptuous and say undefeated across the top? Of course. Were you? Well, we have one more game. Oh, you only have one more game, so you will be potentially. I g- yeah, I want to give. I want to give these to the kids at the last game. Otherwise, I'll never see them again. Yeah, right? you're gonna get lo- definitely gonna lose if you do that, though. Right. <laughs> Not a chance. I'll print out two sets of photos. Yeah. <laughs> one that says undefeated. One that says nothing or. Almost undefeated. Or I'll just sharpie that on there right at the end. Hold on, kids. I got to edit the book. <laughs> Almost undefeated. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I I decided this year to add a pizza party at the end. Yeah. So after our last game, which is in two weeks, a week from Saturday, we're going to get together for a pizza after the game. Where are you going to go? I'm not telling you. You'll show up. and you'll. No, I mean, uh, are you going to have it? Because I feel like I don't. I feel like it burdens the parents to drag them somewhere else since they already hate oh everything about everything they choose to do. Fine. So we, we do it at the field. Like we, we usually just make cupcakes and bring it to the game. Yeah. Well, so our games end at 1130. So we, by the time we get to the pizza place, it'll be like perfect for lunch. And we always do this with the baseball teams, but we've never done it with the soccer team. How um, many of them actually show up? So I've gotten like a <laughs> funny thing. I've sent the thing out. I got 10 girls on my team. I've gotten... Four responses, one negative, three positives. So I'm definitely in the, yeah. I mean, definitely majority is in the third state, as it will. Were. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> third state. <laughs> Trying to think of a way to tell you they're not going to be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying, because it's not like you really hang out. I mean, the kids have been hanging out, but the parents don't really hang out. They all sit in their individual cars at practice in the rain at night, shining their headlights on you like they did last night, not talking to each other. No. So I don't know how much they talk to each other during the games. It's not a whole lot as far as I can see. Well, there's a lot of but, them on, uh, our, on our sidelines. So I, I realize, I think, <laughs> this is funny. I think that I'm having this... Uh, a change in person, like my, my brain is changing. My whole attitude towards mm-hmm. this has changed. And now, and maybe it's just because of all these conversations we've had is like, I, I, I think I'm having trouble letting go of the soccer season. Like I've really oh, enjoyed really? it. And now I'm like, no, it can't be ending. Let's have one more thing. So, um, 
Yeah. Hmm. My team's going to be like, they're all going to go their own ways. The six different elementary schools and the kids aren't going to know each other anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is so sad. You guys all gelled. You all like buddy, buddy on the field. And yeah, dominate the division together. And now we're just going to let it go. (laughs) The wind will just take you to the, you know, wherever it chooses. Hmm. So uh, I'm trying to hold on to the. I think I I have too little patience. I really like coaching them, but when a problem child comes to practice, I just lose it. I can't. I don't want them. Yeah. Well, so one of my girls who uh, is – she's the one that brought the fidget spinners, and she Mm -hmm. was the one that was like, it's hot. I don't want to play. I don't want to play. It wasn't there Saturday out of nowhere. Mm. And I sent this email, right? And – yeah, I'd like to get together. I said, like, okay, we got two more weeks, and after the last, I'm not going to be there to practice on this, our game on this Saturday. So, uh, but I will be there for the last game, and then I'd like to have the girls kind of come out for pizza, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who can make it? I did get a response. Well, my daughter just wouldn't, she didn't want to come on Saturday. So she's just sitting there crying and crying and crying. We didn't feel like we your, should make Your her. daughter? What? Yours or hers? Not my daughter. No, this girl, this other girl okay. that I've talked about. Well, let's call her Brenda. Uh, <laughs> Brenda doesn't like play like playing soccer that much. I think um, she's gotten mm-hmm. a lot better, and she, once she play gets to her, she like gets involved with it. Uh, but she's just not very like into it, right? She's there for mm-hmm. the social aspect of it and play with a fidget spinner and hang out with some girls and whatever. So, um, but Brenda's mom was like, "Yeah, yeah." I think we can get her there because with the well, she loves pizza and she, that's her favorite pizza place that you pick. So, uh, you know, that'll be like the the carrot on the stick to get her to the game. I'm like, oh, uh, so then I was like, oh no, I'm like, have we come out? Have we come down too serious? Or is she upset? You know, is it is it she's just right. not into it? Is there something with the coaching? Is there anything we can adjust? Is it, I should mean, you bring pizza for halftime? Yeah. yeah. Um, if she doesn't make it to the next game, I'm don't I don't expect her to make it for pizza because she's not welcome, like those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's not. The mom's like, no, no, this is it's just her. Basically, I hope I okay. hope she was honest with me. I'm gonna have to talk to her at practice tomorrow night and be like, are you sure? Because we can just take it easier on her or whatever. Because I don't want her to like think we're being too serious and that the the level of seriousness is causing her not to want to play anymore, which is a bummer. Uh, but. I think she just wasn't not into it that much, and so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's a lot more of those things nowadays. Pizza parties? No, like I don't know what to tell you. I don't have advice for you. Although yeah. I do have advice for Rufus. Let that kid crawl around wherever he wants. Yeah, do whatever he wants. Yeah, it's fine. Psh, not even a year crawl. old. That baby is making so much noise. Crying, was, um, crawling. Wasn't there a whole? You know, and I think it was maybe fake, maybe not fake. This whole video where his people in an apartment were doing funny experiments with weird noises to to try to confuse their downstairs neighbor. Oh, like yeah. they do all kinds of weird things where it was just super strange noises upstairs, huh. like rolling bowling balls around for no reason. Just uh, try that. You know, just roll some bowling balls around in your apartment all day. <laughs> <laughs> you got to step it up, right? Make it really bad so they welcome the baby crawling back. So, like, <sighs> I mean, a one-year-old, that kid's probably getting up most nights, right? Maybe not, but, like, it's got to yeah. be somewhat frequency where the mm-hmm. baby's awake and crying, right? I would think that the parent's walking the around trying to get the yeah, baby. Crying, but it's it's the slapping the floor that carries through. Like, you can you could be talking and they may not hear you, It's but as soon as you 
tap the floor, it, it goes straight through, depending on how it's built. Huh. Yeah, so some, sometimes, because there's no, there's no dampening of that. It's, it's strange. It's very strange. You could throw a carpet down. He said there was some carpet, but don't bother. It's not your problem. It's fine. If they really hate it so much, get the landlord to come in and insulate the ceiling better. And then he's not going to do it because it costs so much money. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about it. Not your problem. Yeah. Just a, oh, so what do you do if they bug you again about it? Be like, can you keep the baby from crawling and just give her the straight face? Like, babies crawl. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, put an end to that nonsense right away. Yeah. Don't be mean about it, but you're right. Babies yeah, crawl. You know, just- listen. <laughs> Sorry. It's something I can do. It's, yeah. it's my floor. Yeah. Like, your ceiling is my floor. And uh, yeah. I got to use it. That's tough, though. Um, you could offer to switch apartments if it was that big. <laughs> yeah, right. But back to the soccer thing. Oh, are we going back to this? Uh, I also think I've become one of those parents now that is super serious about this, their own kid. Maybe. My daughter, I show up for she's doing tryouts now for the club team. And I show up yesterday, and she's got her sleeves like flapping around, and it's like, what's yeah. that? what's going on here? Like she's a couple fields over, and I'm not really supposed to go over to her, so I didn't because she's in the old tryouts, and there's people mm-hmm. like raiding them and all this stuff. Uh, and I was like, uh, she's not taking it serious. I was like, well, what are you doing? Well, so and so pushed me down before practice, and my stuff was all wet, and I felt it was cold, and I, was, I didn't want to put it. I didn't want to put the wet sleeves on my skin. And I'm like, right. that makes sense. Then take the jacket off and burn it, or throw it in that porta potty over there. You got to. You're out tryout. You got to be on hundred percent. I said, you're coming on Wednesday. You're coming without any sh- jacket. Give me this garbage. You got to give her that pep talk before tryouts. I didn't drop her off. It's mom. So I. Oh, I see you blaming your wife. So I. I mean, well, well, I lose my. I lose my patience in practice. Mm-hmm. because like you said, I'm trying to organize, let's get it done in the game. Troublemaker's not bad. You know, in the game, he doesn't, uh, he's not disrupting the game. I don't know what it is about practice. They think it's just play time. So I, getting him to be serious in practice is hard. Uh, game time. I've been doing really well. I keep my mouth shut. I talk to the kids on the sidelines. I give them the pep talk before the game with a couple of key points that I want them to do. You know, I say, Hey, we got all the kids here. It means we're going to have, tons of subs which means i want you coming off that field you know sweaty and tired and panting and needing a drink because you've been running your butt off right mm-hmm. uh i give them i give them their their positional pep talks right yeah that's, that's I, I enjoy that aspect of the coaching it's been working really well i'm gonna say you're gonna go in at left d when you cut into the outside so last night this was entertaining last night one of the things we reviewed <laughs> i gave them a refresher on putting your body between the other player and the ball. And that devolved very quickly to them all elbowing each other in the face, essentially, especially like the two brothers I have on the team. I mean, they were literally, their elbows are up at eyeball level and they're swinging at each other. I'm like, no guys, guys, like let's bring it back a step. It's good. I, yes, I told you to be a little more aggressive, but you can't have your elbows in their face. You will get kicked out of the game for that. So let's step it back. And of course, smart mouth kid, you know, because I said, this is uh, it's soccer, it's not football, right? Ooh, and he chimes in for, is this football? I think they call it the football. Yeah. He talks for six minutes about how it's football until I have to send him off the field again. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't have to tell you. 
one more game. <laughs> I'm kind of in the opposite camp as you. It's Maybe weird. it's this one kid is actually ruining the season for me. So I hope he's not listening. But and I could I could do better. I blame myself quite a bit for this. I see other coaches. I look at other coaches. They have endless patience, and I'm in amazement. I don't I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. Because I'm looking at them like, well, what are you doing? This kid's ruining your whole practice, and you're standing there with a smile on your face. But it's partially that they just. It's like part of the experience. Like you don't care that all the other kids are getting this garbage practice because this one kid is ruining it, or do you just is this just nothing that you can do? I don't know, and that's a piece of it. We all we talk about this with school. You know, Molly's going to the Spanish class. My wife's worried that the because she stays with the same kids for years and years. We're always worried about there's going to be a troublemaker in that class, and she's going to be stuck with them. I'm like, but they're going to be a troublemaker in every class. So is it part of life to learn how to deal with these troublemakers? Like, what's the best way to... Oh, yeah. I think part of it, yeah. You you can't be so isolated. So we just have to prepare them for these kids as well. And then they could be one of them. I mean, my, my son's no innocent, for sure. For sure. He gets dragged into that stuff very quickly as soon as it starts happening. He doesn't usually instigate it, but... He's definitely a participator. I'm telling you, they'll grow out of it, and before you know it, next next year this time, he'll be sitting around a campfire, and Max will be sitting there. Let's just sit and enjoy the fire, <laughs> and you will burst with pride. Fireworks. Pride in. Yeah. Um, I know, but uh, I do. We need to join the scouts. I think. Uh, no, the thing here's here's the other thing about it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't care for it. Like, I still don't like it. I mean, I think it's a valuable program and my son likes it, but I just like, I'm packing up the car for all mm-hmm. this stuff. I had to for make all night. this food yeah. for one night, <laughs> for one night. Yeah. I'd like to do, I'd like to do some camping trips with the kids where we go uh, Yeah, for a few nights, obviously. But, and, and the other thing is like, you have to, like I've said before, you, you gear everything towards the lowest common denominator and these kids are not well behaved and they're f- sword fighting and stick yeah, fighting and killing imagine. zombies. Yeah. Your safety dad meter thing would be blowing it would, off. But you'd just be like, <laughs> be oh, I can't. Up. There's sticks everywhere. Yeah. Well, what I'd probably do is just bring them some some goggles. No. <laughs> kids getting hit. I mean, there was kids getting pushed down. I go over and like this one kid got sh- – you know, it's after the like meeting part of the night and now mm-hmm. it's like – pretty much dark and i'm sitting at the campfire and i see through like i see beyond the fire ring and like these other kids and this other kid just walks over and shoves this other kid down and i go over there and then he shoves him down and tears off the other direction into the dark and i go over there and by the time i'm over there the kid that got shoved down was up shoving somebody else down and that kid's on the ground he like pops up and jumps on the other kid and is like sitting on him i'm like Whoa, 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 what's going on here? What's going on here? And he's like, and the kid that's now on top that was just pushed Things, down, like the yeah. kid number three here, he, I'm like, he's like, this kid won't leave us alone. He just keeps pushing us over and he just keeps running up and shining his flashlight in our eyes. And I'm like, I, I'm like, all right, well, he kind of got what he deserved, I guess, but I'm like, try, I kind of separate him. I'm like, so I walk away and I go to try and find the first kid that I saw like come across the like, yeah. field to see what's up with him. So I f- while I'm finding him, the other kid comes like out of nowhere and shoves him down again. I'm like, what? Are this going? He's like, this kid won't stop shining his. And, like, so the kid who did the original, original push that I saw. So I'm like, the kid that got like beat up kind of deserved it. But like, I got like, you guys need to either play separately 
or or you're just you or you have to do something different, right? You have to make better decisions here. I'm like, you stop with the flashlight in his eyes, and and just like I'm like doing this. Meanwhile, I'm gonna have three kids here, right? They all have their own dad somewhere. What are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. They're being relaxed. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can't. They're letting them that run stuff. wild. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, well, maybe they're and right. And they're tearing maybe around they're right. and around there in the dark they're on a campsite. The kids are like falling down everywhere because yeah, they'll you learn know, once they get a uh, yeah stick through the eye. Listen, I give them a lot of leeway, but when the kid like came out of nowhere and blindsided the kid, and then that kid gets up and blindsides another kid, I'm like what is yeah, that's happening? Assault, I Lord mean, you of need the to Flies, here. for that. Get some, that is assault. Get this under control. A lot of good jokes came out of it, though. You know what's a what's a helicopter that? Yeah, no, ah. Butchered the joke. Let's try it again. What's a turtle that flies? A helicopter? A shellicopter. A shellicopter. <laughs> a lot of good Makes scout sense. jokes. I can't think of any other ones right now. There's a whole bunch of them, though. What if two adults were doing that? I mean, the police would be called. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Stop shining that flashlight in my eyes, yeah. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Just push you into the fire. No, yeah. I'm going to do it anyways. No, I'm going to do it anyways. What's wrong? <laughs> What's flashlight? What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, that's it. I've told you five times. Here it comes. <laughs> That was my teeth you just knocked out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're in jail. Uh, right. I don't know. Even though you were the one shining the flashlight in my eyes. Harassment. I'm the one that has to go to jail. Yeah. You were has- harassing me. It's um, not fair. Yeah. But then, then you get the, uh, the, the jokes like this. It's like, because a lot of times the kids just want, you know, the attention, whatever, so they make up jokes on the fly. And you're like, and here's a joke. Oh, why did the helicopter land on the water? Uh, mm. I don't know why. Well, because he saw a boat and he thought it was a Titanic and he wanted to bomb it. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't understand ha, humor. Ha, ha? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, but they yeah. all laugh. They all think it's funny. Yeah, none of the parents did. <laughs> That's the same kid. Okay, not everybody else goes. He wants to go again. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't tell another joke, but he... One kid does like all this stuff. It's actually the same kid that did like pushing that I was talking about mm-hmm. before that instigated with the flashlight. He wa- he gets all the awards for his level, right? Yeah. All the electives and everything. So he did it last year. He did it this year. So the pack awarded him a little extra and they gave him a headlamp. And this was the same headlamp that he was shining mm-hmm. in people's eyes. Of course. Well, he can't help it. It's on his face. Right. Well, you can. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this, <laughs> the same kid that told the bomb joke was like, uh, Oh hey, if I do ne- if I do that next year, can you get me a BB gun instead? And he's like, uh, I don't think. Oh no, forget the BB gun. I want an AK forty seven. Oh great! Oh, my goodness, it's good. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I get me out of here. This sociopath <laughs> is gonna murder me in the night. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I was in I was in fire. Boy Scouts, and uh, we we I don't remember what ages really. I mean, this is Cub Scouts you're talking about. Yeah. In Boy Scouts. I mean, I had knives. I had big knives. Oh, yeah. We we started a lot of fires. We made a lot of pointy sticks. We did a lot of, we shot a lot of guns. We did a lot of crazy things. Yeah. It was all in the, 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 under the umbrella of merit badges. That's right. That's right. There's still a site, <laughs> meritbadge.org. That That's we right. still go with. Uh, the, yeah. The, hmm. the guns thing is so interesting to me because it's so not a part of me or what I've done or what I do. And yet now I'm like, well, that's what Scouts is, man. It's like uh, the yeah. militia. Yeah, I mean, we got an event be... this summer where they're going to have guns at. I'm like, huh, all right, right. And they have them at camp. They're BB guns, I think. I'm like, uh, yeah, all right. I don't know if, if do they need to be the deadly guns because if they're not deadly guns, maybe Terwilliger 
won't take it seriously enough and he'll just shoot BBs at everyone, you know? Well, see, that's the worst part. That's even worse because every that's gun. That's what I'm saying. Right? I, so here's the thing. I don't know how to like process gun logic in my head, right? I mean, I was treating the marshmallow cannon like a gun. Yeah. Because they're, they're all pointing. They're all looking in the barrel of it and yeah. I'm having a panic attack. Like <laughs> if there's a grain of sand in there that launches out, it's going to get wedged in your eye. You yeah. know, it scratch your retina. No, it won't. I'm like, why are you talking back to me? You know. Yeah. Our guy down in, uh, I don't know, throw a stereotype out here, see if I can find him. The guy that was down in Texas, remember his name? He wrote in once. He was oil. He worked on oil. There's a lot of people in Texas? No, but there's a lot. I'm sure he's out there. You morons with your gun fear. That's what he's saying. Oh, that wrote in. Yeah, he wrote into the show once a while ago. I have no fear of guns in my own hand. I mean, I still do. I have a respect of it, right? I think. Yeah, it's it's a healthy respect. What you don't know is how much other people respect it. That's what I don't understand at all. I don't understand how a bunch of people who don't know each other are willing to hang around each other with guns. Like you have your your group of buddies or something that you've known for decades and you all know how each other handles weapons and you're okay like going hunting. All right, it's still pretty risky, but whatever, you're comfortable. You go to like a gun range with a bunch of strangers that you've never met before? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, to me, the best I can do is I think it's ingrained because I'm listening to an audiobook right now and there's a 10 year old kid in it who's, you know, going hunting with them, you know, the bird dogs and all this stuff. And, uh, he, you know, yeah. he's talking about the rifles he's using and blah, blah, blah. I think it just becomes like a second nature to you. And like it's part of ingrained, like, okay, I, this is what I do with a gun. Like, you know, and uh, yeah, that takes practice. Though. Yeah. But I think that they start a at a young age and everything. Now but it's you just don't, weird. You don't know when other people start. That's the problem. Yeah. And you don't know until you've watched them and seen their actual mannerisms and how they behave if you trust them. Yeah. And it becomes apparent very quickly because if they don't know that whole like, uh, you know, where's the where's the muzzle zone basically and am yeah. I pointing in the right, right direction all the time and am I checking to make well, sure see it's not this, loaded. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, see, the scouts do this, right? When they give them the knives and they're whatever, they start at a young age and they like have their uh, – I don't know what they call it. Circle, yeah. They call it safety. Yeah, but the kids, yeah. the kids change it into a blood circle, right? Of course, because they wave circle. the knife around, pointing yeah. side out, saying, yeah. "You're out of my circle. Or you're gonna get you're cut." You're in my yeah. blood circle. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so long and short of it is, I think I want to get a gun license. <laughs> oh, you now you do. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, you could get a license, sure. Yeah. Well, I want to go to like I want to. I want to be dis- demystified about guns, I guess. I want to, like someone to take oh, me to a shooting range and be like, hey, let's, it's, all right, this um, is it. This is what you do. This is how you handle a gun. Like, if I was at one of those situations that you're talking about where everybody was, like, you know, hunting or whatever, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, when you hand somebody a rifle, you're supposed to break it open and see if it's loaded, right? Like, I don't know that stuff. Like, I think so I want someone to teach me how Well, that you just stuff. treat it like it's loaded all the time. That's all. Which means you're always pointing it. Away from people at the ground or at the sky, yeah, essentially. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, handguns are weird because they're too easy to to point anywhere. That's the real problem, right? That's handguns the real problem. You just like- handguns are too short. Uh, rifles are much easier to see where they're pointing and to keep them pointed in a particular way. I, I don't know, but still, it's like. And then sometimes there's there's just no you know you know what freaks me out when I watch like uh, um people marching around or just police with 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 guns uh with with their assault rifles and whatnot strapped across their chest and it's like okay it's strapped across your chest and it's pointing diagonally down 
at your partner's foot. You know, because there's a guy standing next to you and he's way too close. Like he's he's at the other end of the muscle. And they're like, no, no, it's safe. It's cool. Safety's on, whatever. It's, it's like, not, no. It's not fatal, right? I think. I, well, that's okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> it could be. You're not the you best case still, scenario. And I think. You can still bleed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there is no best case scenario. That's what I'm saying. It's. Well, I don't know. See, we have to go get gun trained. I have been gun trained. You have? I, I do not have a license, ah, but I've I've fired many weapons. I've trained in boy we should scouts. Go, like we should go hunting. We used to go to ranges all the time. I do not want to go hunting because it's too out in the open. There is no downrange hunting. You can spin in any direction and point that thing anything you want. I no, I don't want to do that because there could be a hunter on the other side of the animal you're shooting at or whatever. No, I don't want to do that. You could be the hunter that's on the other side of the animal that someone else is shooting at. No, no. I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I mean. I have Hunters no familiar- have never shot each other? Are you crazy? No familiarity. Yeah, no. It's ridiculous. Uh, Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dadsbeingdadspodcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.